0: The people of Edwards, Illinois were scared. August 26, 1987. There was somebody breaking into homes, stealing, and shooting anyone that got into his way. Afterwards, he went on a joyride, leaving other victims and robberies. All the way to Nevada. This is a story of Jimmy Ray Pitsenbarger. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. It is May 26th. Kicking off Memorial Day weekend welcome to kelly's coffee and crime chat this is kelly and i'm back again with another case and i just wanted to tell everyone i hope first of all and i'll say this at the end but i hope you have a wonderful wonderful memorial day i am off work yes until june and i am happy (laughs) so i am off work this week i'm going to be really busy watching um of course i'm going to watch id with the true story of if anyone's seen the movie orphan they've got that true story of the girl it was based on um three night event and it starts sunday night i'm pretty sure it starts sunday i can watch it early on discovery plus which i plan to do now um today i'm drinking java mama um the homer Now, the Homer is part of, I think I may have drank it before on the show, the Homer is part of our donut collection. Last week, I had that choco glaze, that chocolate with the, oh my gosh, that is my favorite in the, in the, that I've tried in the collection, but the Homer is very good. It's probably my second favorite. I have not tried the vanilla cinnamon sugar cake donut yet. I haven't even ordered that one. Um, Kind of holding off a little bit because I've got so many, <laughs> so many other kinds. Mm. The Homer is the you know on the Simpsons when the the, the donut that Homer um, eats it's the pink icing with the sprinkles. That's what this tastes like, and um, it's uh, really really good. And it uh, I forgot to mention that Java Mama's air roasted, so you get the taste of the whole bean. We also have wonderful teas. Right now, the iced tea and cold brew coffees are very, very popular that we have on our site. Until the end of this month, we've got Cat Cafe Coffee, which is a chocolate truffle with a drizzle of cherry glaze, and Doggone Good Coffee. And that's a maple smoky flavor. And these two were brought in because it was um, Pet Appreciation or Pet National Pet Day or National Pet Month. And they've been available in May and they will be available until 31st of May, which is not far away. But my favorite, my favorite out of the two is the Cat Cafe because it's chocolate truffle. You know, that's just me, (laughs) but they're both wonderful coffees. Okay. Today's case is a real gentleman. Let me tell you, I remember this guy. I remember when this happened, but I forgot all about it until it popped up on my research when I was researching crimes. This one actually popped up for the first time. I haven't even seen it uh, before, but it is Jimmy Ray Pitsenbarger. And I'm sure a lot of people in my area know this name if you're around my age or older. But um, my sources are Justia people versus pitts and that's j-u-s-t-i-a uh, it's a website and it's got the full um court record on it and the article by norman kelly who is a former peoria a novelist he writes a lot of articles uh, the name of this this article was jimmy runs a mock and <clears throat> jimmy ray Pittsenbarger lived in peoria illinois on tra- uh, in a trailer park on Royal Drive, I am not sure where that is. I was going to find it, look for it on the map, but completely forgot. But it's a trailer park. He was born in April of 1963. <clears throat> his childhood was not very good. His father um, beat him and sexually abused his sisters. Jimmy's sisters. Um, Jimmy, at age 21, was diagnosed as an alcoholic. So he uh, was a drinker. I don't know if the father was. I'm thinking maybe he was, but I'm not sure. Um, I haven't never found out much. Any, I mean, not, I didn't find out anything about his mother. So um, at 10:30, the morning of August 26th, in 1987, he started drinking, like around 10:30 in the morning. And this came. This is all testimony from uh, people who testified at his trial um he started drinking that morning um actually this was august 25th not the 26th <clears throat> so he had been drinking all day so that night meaning into the morning uh, well yeah okay cuz he was my when i read about it it said he was running around at the bars the night before the murder so let me scratch this. Start all over. <laughs> so sorry. August 26, nineteen eighty seven. He had been drinking at ten thirty that morning because it was in the it was in the court files. Okay, he wrecked his Mercury. Now he had been bar hopping the entire night, but he wrecked his Mercury into a ditch. Now this is near Edwards, Illinois, which is on the outskirts of Peoria, very small, quiet town where you don't hear anything like this happen. But when after he wrecked it into a ditch he walked from the car and found a house nearby um it was he they had the windows open of course august 26th but he are not open unlocked he found a window that was unlocked so he got in he found a rifle a pistol plus a shotgun after taking food from the fridge he so he raided the refrigerator and luckily nobody was home now this was on southport road then after he did this he goes to the house next door where alta and claude brown lived found another unlocked window Uh, the browns were sleeping but they woke up and as they woke up they walked into the after they woke up they walked into the kitchen where he was and um i'm thinking the noise is what woke him up but jimmy shot claude right away killing him instantly Alta screamed and told Jimmy he was begging, she was begging him to please, please don't rape her. He told her he wouldn't, so he shot her instead. Real nice. This was his words that, um, during his interview. She died right there with her husband on the kitchen room floor, kitchen floor of their house. They both died from multiple gunshot wounds. That was the, um, cause of death very very sad sorry my notes are like really messed up okay (laughs) he searched the house after this and he left in their pickup truck he had the guns money and said he wanted to have fun before he got caught that's just i guess that's what's just what was in his mind um The neighbor lady, her her name was Mary McDowell, the one that wasn't home. Um, He had stolen the guns from her place, which was her husband's. They were her husband's. And I think her husband had passed. So she was a widow. Um, I remember reading that. Police, she called the police after realizing that she had been ripped off. Now they located Jimmy's car. They were able to lift fingerprints from inside the car. So this is where they found out who he was. So it didn't really take them long. It's awesome that they were able to do this. Um, He didn't, well, of course he was drunk when he left it, so he didn't even bother wiping anything down, but they um, found his, got his fingerprints. Once they found out it was him, they were everywhere, everywhere across the United States, they were looking for him. Well, he went down to Columbia, Missouri, Signed his name, his real name on a motel's guest book. Then he went to a nearby bar. Well, he found, (laughs) found his next victim in Columbia, Missouri. Um, It was a Mr. Gordon. I looked, I could not find his first name. It may be in the court record, but when I first looked, I don't remember seeing it. Um, So he's just listed as a Mr. Gordon, a vacuum salesman. They both went for a drive. I have no idea why. And he had, been, had abandoned the, the uh, Browns truck, Claude and Alter Browns pickup truck there. So they must've been driving Mr. Gordon's car. I'm not sure who was driving, but Jimmy had pulled out the handgun and shot him repeatedly. Not sure if this was when he was driving um, or if Jimmy was driving or if they were stopped, but anyway, oh, my ceiling fan is, bl- <laughs> is blowing everything. But anyway, he took his money, dumped his body, and headed west in a Nissan. So, I'm thinking that was Mr. Gordon's car was a Nissan. Um looking for his next victim. He stopped at a gas station in Ver- Verdi V, it's V E R D I, Nebraska. The attendant filled him up with gas. Back then we had people that actually worked at a gas station and you would stop and they would come out and fill up. Um, Well, right after he filled up his car, Jimmy pulled out his gun or the gun he had. He robbed him of $200, but he did not kill him. That guy was really lucky. I don't know what changed his mind about killing him. Um, The attendant knew what he looked like, of course, because he didn't kill him. So he, told the police all about, you know, gave the police his description, plus the license number of the Nissan. Jimmy left that car in Boontown, Nevada, and hitchhiked to Reno. Boontown, Nevada. I was going to look that up and see how far it was from Reno. And I, of course, I forgot to do that. But um, he checked into a fancy schmancy hotel using his real name. He fell asleep, but the police arrived at his room. Now, a lady who we found out later was a prostitute came out of his room, of Jimmy's, the room that he had. She was naked and blood was all over her head and they found out that she had been shot in the head. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but um, I think he tried to rape her or was going to rape her and he ended up shooting her. Um, But uh, after this, uh, uh, they, they handcuffed Jimmy after all that. Um, excuse me. I still got that cough hanging on. (coughs) Um, oh my gosh, what a story here. Now at his trial, a judge in Nevada sentenced him to 139 years in jail without parole. So he had a trial in Nevada and then in Peoria, Judge Calvin Stone put him on death row. I read that there was no jury on... In the Peoria trial, um, Calvin Stone put him on death row. He was the 119th person in Illinois awaiting death by lethal injection, but that didn't happen. So he is, uh, of course, he never got, you know, in Illinois, the death penalty was taken away, overturned, and uh, years later... He was, he had four counts of felony murder based on the felonies of burglary and home invasion. Um, in Illinois, he only, well, then it's also with Claude and Alter Brown's deaths. And they they were the only two that he killed in Illinois. Um, so it says four counts. I mean, I read that and I'm like, I don't understand a lot of this. So it's four counts of felony murder based on felonies of burglary and home invasion. Um, because he did break into the house next door, but then he didn't, his next victim was in Missouri. So, um, at the, the, the testimonies of the different people that I have here are, there was a police officer and there was an incident where Jimmy was by a pool where many teen girls were skinny dipping Jimmy swung at the officer and ran after being asked for his identification. I'm taking it. He was never taken in for this. But he was also called a peeping Tom by two other witnesses during the trial. I didn't get any details of that one. But he's a peeping Tom. Um, Psychiatrist. There was a psychiatrist that testified uh, saying that Jimmy had drinking and mental issues and no direct control over his behavior. So they're saying he had no control over his behavior when he killed these people. You know, these people were in their home. You know, Um, you're going into someone's home. You're going into two homes. You go into one home to steal everything. You go in the next home to kill these two people and no control over behavior. I just, I don't know. I mean, he knew enough to try the window, go through the window. He knew enough to steal guns. He just... These were houses he had never been in. Uh, you know, stealing money, raiding right the refrigerator. Um, but he got life in prison. Um the whole court record is on Justia.com and it tells about uh there's more in detail um to read about. It's just oh my gosh. I'm reading it and it's it's very, very long. It's a very, very long court record, but like I said, a lot of this, I had a hard time understanding because there were only two people. And I, and I think that was brought up on in court that he had only killed two people in Illinois, but um, he has life in prison. So that's the main thing. Um, too bad. I don't. I kind of wish that they would have. Um, that he would have been able to. Have the lethal injection before the death penalty was overturned, but of course that didn't happen, um, again, this was in 1987, but, um, he is still, like I said, in prison, life in prison, so that's the story of Jimmy Ray Pitsenbarger, and I remember when this was all over the news, I had no idea he made it to Nevada, using his real name, he didn't it was like almost like he just didn't care if he got caught he was just wanting to have fun it sounds like and um reading the things that he says to the cops is just like like it's just oh i i didn't rape her i shot her instead i mean just like it was just so casual to talk about so he is where he belongs he does belong there but um what a story what a story um, and I had no idea that it happened in Edwards. I was thinking it happened in Peoria, but, um, it happened in Edwards, which, like I said, is a very small town. Um, gosh, just really, really upsets me. And I remember, like I said, I remember everybody talking about it. I remember, of course, my mom talking about it and other people I knew. Um, so I just, it was just really, really bad. Um, but he's put away, which is good. And I usually, in my episodes, with what I watch, been watching recently, I haven't been watching as much. Like I said, I was sick Mother's Day weekend. Um, I am looking forward to the case of the girl, I'm trying to remember her name, Natalia Grace. The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. I think that's the name of it. It's a three night event on ID starting Mon- starting Monday night. I think I said Sunday at the beginning of this, right? <laughs> gosh, Monday night. <clears throat> I'm in vacation mode, I think right now. <laughs> I'm so glad to start uh, my week off. But um, I'm going to be doing, I, ha- I plan on doing another one next week about another one that I forgot about. And it is a case that's very sad. I just have to figure out if I'm going to do that one or another one, but um, I'm pretty sure I'm set for next week. But if anybody has any other suggestions, if there's a case you want me to talk about that needs attention, that's unsolved, or a case that um, is in the Midwest area that I probably have not heard about or forgot about, let me know. I, I go all over. I'll go to like um, anywhere from Nebraska to Ohio, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin. Iowa, I'd even go down to Texas or Louisiana. Kind of like in the middle of the United States or I'll even venture further out if it's a if it's a case that really really needs attention and really needs talked about. You can email me. I will have everything in the show notes. My email, my Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and my um Java Mama link if you want to look at just go on there and and see if there's anything that sounds good to you. But other than that, I want to wish everybody a wonderful and safe Memorial Day weekend. We're going to go to some friend's house for some food and drinks on Sunday night because nobody works the next day. And so we're going to do that. And it's supposed to be very nice here, but it's supposed to be up in the 90s next week. So I'll be off. Either I'll be in in the air conditioning or I'll be sitting out on our porch with some drinks or some coffee. (laughs) So I think it'll be a nice, nice, nice relaxing week. At least I'm hoping it is. And like I said, get in touch with me, email me if you have, or if you have any other information on this case, if I do any cases where I'm leaving something out or I'm getting something wrong, please, please let me know and I will correct it. So, um, that is all for today. Everybody have a wonderful weekend and I will see you next time.